Ah, Canada's back, the only pinball podcaster with a Gucci Xbox right here. I'm getting offers for $20,000 for a Gucci Xbox. The world is crazy. Ghostbusters LEs are selling for $22,000. What we're going to do on this episode 629 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, because it's been a couple weeks for you cheap bastards that didn't give anything to the Canada Club, we're going to go down a list of everything happening in the pinball world. I think I can do it in like 30 minutes or less. Did you miss me? Someone just called me boring. Boring on Facebook. He got banned. He got the ban hammer. You're going to call Canada boring because I'm not giving you free episodes. Pick up a mic and do your own pinball podcast, Charlie, and see what happens. No, it wasn't Charlie. It was Brian Albert. You're gone, bro. You're gone. You're going to have to really apologize if you want back onto the Canada page because if there's one thing I know this show is not, it's boring. Okay, so let's talk about what is going on in pinball. Now, as you all know, there's not a lot of games shipping. All right, let's go down the list of manufacturers and just talk about what's happening before we get to the end of the year. So first and foremost, Stern Pinball. We thought that we might see Rush Pinball sometime in December. They still might reveal it. The game might not be on the line until January, but they might give us a little holiday rush surprise. Now, I'm still hearing that it's going to be January, so expect Rush Pinball in January 1 thousand LEs of this game. How will Rush do is the big question. You've got the Rush fanboys who say this game is going to do great. You got everyone else and everyone in Australia who could care less about Rush. My personal opinion is this. While I don't love Rush music, I also don't hate it. I'm just apathetic about it. I think Rush has sold millions of albums and I think there are more than a thousand Canadians who will want a Rush LE. So look out for Rush Pinball from Stern and John Borg. Who is on the code? We don't know yet. We will see what this game looks like. Okay, now after Rush Pinball is a new game from Stern. Is it going to be a reskin? Is it going to be a brand new game? It is a Marvel-themed game. I'm getting nervous. Canada's getting nervous because I told everybody if I got the 300 club members, I would reveal the new game after Rush. And I told my source I wouldn't do it until January 1st. But I'm getting nervous because we are at 288 club members, which means 12 people can tip the scale. But I'm going to keep my word to the fans and give you guys the next title after Rush if we get 12 more. Oh my God, Canada's begging for club members. That bastard. Okay, so Stern Pinball. And then next year, we are definitely going to see James Bond. We might even see a game that I'm hearing bubble up again, which is Jaws. And now I talked to Craig Bobby over at the Pinball Show at the Pinball Network because he said that his sources are saying Back to the Future, Keith Elwin, Back to the Future, Joe Kamikow title. It's a Keith Elwin dream theme. And we had a great conversation last night. Craig Bobby is a great guy. And the truth is this, nobody really knows. Nobody knows. Nobody is passing around images of Back to the Future. Nobody knows for sure what is going on. And there are so many people, when you're doing a show like this, and Craig gets this all the time, people come up to you and they confirm for you stuff that never happens. It's even like when I confirmed that Halloween was going to be the next title from Spooky, Joe Abati, my good friend, he's like, I can guarantee you it's not going to be Halloween. It's going to be like Freddy Krueger. And it's like, see, it's really hard. 
It's really hard because we all have a lot of friends that we trust in this hobby and so many of them, so many of them will come to us with what they believe is confirmation of what's down the line. And truthfully, unless you see something, like I remember seeing the Ghostbusters translate. I remember seeing the Deadpool Whitewood. I had the Guns N' Roses Whitewood. Nobody knows for sure. Nobody knows for sure what's next. But if Back to the Future comes out from Stern Pinball, you best believe it will be their biggest title ever. Keith Elwin, Back to the Future would be the biggest title ever. Do I think it's coming out? I still think there's a 50-50 chance on this. I don't think it's 100%, but I hope it comes out, but I'm not waiting for it. I'll just put that out. I'm not waiting for this game. Also over at Stern Pinball, Godzilla LEs and premiums are going out the door. How is Godzilla being received by the community? Well, the game is ranked number one of all time. We all know it's way too early to say that Godzilla is the greatest game of all time. I keep seeing people debate whether or not Jurassic Park is better than Godzilla. Real coin toss there. A lot of people swear by Jurassic Park over Godzilla. My one question on Godzilla is not whether or not the game is great. I'm just looking at the threads in terms of long-term reliability because I'm starting to see some mechanical issues with the game and with so many games going out the door so quickly, I hope these games hold up over time. We know there's a reason why Stern doesn't put a lot of mechs in their games. It's because artwork doesn't break and code doesn't break. So while we love these toys, will they hold up over time? We shall see. The other news with Stern is obviously the supply shortage. And if you order a game today, a Godzilla premium today, you're not getting it to like August or November of next year. It is crazy. It is not going to stop. And we're also going to see new games while you wait. And the reason why is Stern is contractually obligated to get future titles out. So we're going to see Rush because they're contractually obligated. We're going to see James Bond because they're contractually obligated to get these games out in a timely manner. The wait is going to be horrible. The prices are going to go through the roof. We are going to see price increases on premiums and pros. We're already seeing it. People are listing games like Avengers Premium in box for like $10,000. And then we're just going to see the old Stern LEs go through the roof. I mean, a Ghostbusters just sold for $22,500. Another Ghostbusters LE, $20,000. So it's going to be crazy, people. It's going to be crazy. I would recommend everybody out there who's followed this hobby for a while, just close your wallet for six months and see how it shakes out. It's going to shake out. These prices are not going to stay this high. This is the peak of pinball pricing. If you buy a Ghostbusters for $22,500, there's no room to go up market. Who's going to pay $25,000, $30,000 to take it off your hands? A game that sat for two years. You could get a Ghostbusters LE for seven dollars to $8,000 and nobody really wanted them. They sat. And I'm talking about the LEs, people. This stuff wasn't like sale pending immediately when they were those prices. So just be patient. We're going through a moment. Maybe it's the crypto money. Maybe it's Canada's Pinball Podcast has been saying this for years that they haven't tapped into the real wealth of this hobby. I don't know what it is, but it's bonkers. It's fun to watch. I'm not jumping in at these prices, but it's fun to watch.
All right, next up on the list is Spooky Pinball, a company that went from 150 games to 1,750 games. That's over $14 million in revenue they're going to bring in on Halloween and Ultraman. And the big question remains, can Spooky Pinball make these games great? If you ask Spooky Pinball, they're absolutely going to make these games great. I mean, almost every day I see Spooky Luke on the forums, keeping people at bay, telling people what's coming in the games, all the stuff they have planned for these games. And I'm almost at the point now where I don't even care. I don't care if Luke comes on the pin side. I don't care what anyone at Spooky Pinball says. My only thing is this, Spooky Pinball. You are selling 1,750 games. You have built up years of goodwill. Don't mess it up. The ball is in your court. I'm not going to beat a dead horse on a daily basis over this, but you have a ways to go to make these games great, and you know that. And now the proof is going to be in the pudding. You will erode the goodwill if these games turn out just to be mediocre. 1,750 customers now. This isn't 500 customers. This isn't 300, this isn't 150, and everyone came to your door because of the goodwill you've built up. It's because of stuff like Rick and Morty and stuff like Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, but the game has changed, guys. You're in the big leagues now. You're making a lot of games. You're charging a lot of money, and I don't care what companies say on Pinside or on Facebook. I want their actions to speak louder than their words, okay? And that's all it is now. That's all it is now. These games are out. These games have been put into the world. They need work. They need to hire more talent. And everyone knows the big, dark, dirty little secret that only Canada will say, and nobody else will back me on this, is Spooky Pinball needs to hire designers. They need designers. They should borrow some designers from Jersey Jack Pinball who doesn't need four designers. Why does Jersey Jack have four designers and they can't get more than one game made every two years? And Spooky Pinball has only in-house design teams and they're making two games in 18 months. What's the deal? I think Spooky Pinball should call up Jersey Jack and borrow one of their designers. And they also need a senior designer who knows how to make amazing pinball machines. And that's the other thing everyone says in the shadows, but they won't say it out loud, is that spooky games have never been design masterpieces. And at these price points, with these many customers willing to go in with you, Spooky, it's time to hire a great designer and get a great programming team on board. You're there. This is the company now, Chuck. This is no longer a little homebrew company. You're now bringing in multi millions of dollars. It's time to act like it, okay? We'll see what happens with Spooky Pinball. All right, Jersey Jack Pinball. Everyone is still waiting for Toy Story. Guns N' Roses has been out for an entire year. It's been a mixed bag year for Guns N' Roses. I still think it's one of the greatest pinball machines we've seen. It's a concert in a box. People keep hating me when I say that. It is what it is. So Jersey Jack Pinball, are we going to see Toy Story anytime soon? That's the major question mark. We now want to turn a page and get to the future of JJP, which is Toy Story, which is Eric Minier's next game, which is Steve Ritchie's next game. I think everyone is like, we are not going to see Steve Ritchie's next game until sometime maybe in 2023. Why did they also bring on a fourth designer? Doesn't make much sense. We'll see what happens with Jersey Jack Pinball. Everybody 
everyone wants to see. Will Toy Story be the swan song of Pat Lawler? Will he finally hit a home run? You know, I was talking to someone about this, that the Bally Williams gods, like the icons of the Bally Williams era, they have all, I believe, sort of swung and missed over the last few years. Think about it. Pat Lawler hasn't had a unanimous hit. Pat Lawler hasn't had a unanimous hit since being at JJP. Steve Ritchie hasn't made a successful game in a really long time, despite having the best themes over at Stern. Brian Eddy has also swung and missed at the plate now two times at Stern Pinball. John Papaduke, total failure, right? It's like all these icons from back in the day, and they're getting bested by Keith Elwin by Eric Minier, by Scott Denisi. I mean, it's just the way it is, people. And I'm wondering, does he have one more in the tank? Does Pat Lawler have one more in the tank? And will he retire after Toy Story? So we shall see. We shall see. I do know that he probably had to start over because everybody can see it. Willy Wonka was Toy Story. Oh, Kaneda keeps saying it. Stop saying it, Kaneda. All right, let's go over to Chicago Gaming Company. Revealed Cactus Canyon remake in one of the sloppiest reveals ever. And they keep saying, we want to give people value. We want to give people the most for their money. So we're only going to charge $9,200 for the LE. Then we're going to screw over the LE buyers by announcing the SE+. Plus. Then we're going to offer a mirrored back glass to everybody. Then we're going to charge you additional for Lyman Sheets code. Are you confused? I'm confused. Everybody should be confused because as much as I love CGC, the launch of Cactus Canyon is all over the place. It is like they had no idea what they were doing as they were doing it. It's not an indictment of the game. I think the game is going to be built amazingly well. I think people out there who like Cactus Canyon are going to love this game. But man, they had one chance to really launch this game in a tight way that got people excited. And when I go on the forum, it's just a bunch of people confused about when is the game shipping? How do I get this? Is the back class a PPS exclusive? No, it's not. Is Lyman Sheets code going to be all new code or just polished? Like everyone is somewhat confused about what's going on with this game. And unfortunately, confusion does not equal excitement. And I think they had a chance to get everyone excited about this game. And I think they should have waited and just launched it at TPF. I mean that. Why did they even launch it now? The games are not on the line. They could have launched it at TPF with like a few hundred of them already built going out to customers. So they revealed it in a sloppy way. They don't have any games on the line. Nobody's getting them before the holidays. What was the point of launching Cactus Canyon when they did? You know Canada's making a lot of sense. You know this is why your Twippy votes are going in this direction. You know you might even vote for Canada for best pinball streamer. All right, let's go on to American Pinball. Another company that seemingly revealed the game, and I'm not sure if Legends of Valhalla is on the line or not. It's confusing as well. Are games being built right now, yes or no? So I saw that Rebel Guitars has a game. Now I talked to Wes over there. And interesting, their games are not numbered out of 500. Can we do a hard stop there? If you know that when people buy your 1 of 500 Deluxe Edition, why aren't they numbering them out of 500? Nowhere on the game does it say number this out of 500. There's no plaque. You have to go by the serial number, I guess, on the back of the game. 
David Fix, American Pinball, guys, please. We were willing to go along when you went from 300 to 500, but at least don't fumble this. It's not hard to label your limited edition games properly. Don't pull a Jersey Jack Yellow Brick Road here and say like, well, we're going to make 500 deluxes this year and maybe we'll make some more. Why is there no plaque on this game that tells you what number you are out of 500? Now, Here's my overall take on this thing. This game launched at the best time possible. There is no inventory with distributors, so they bumped up the number to 500. Here's what I think is going to happen. Because these games are refundable, right? Spooky games are not refundable. Can you imagine if Halloween and Ultraman was refundable? How many people would get refunds right now? It would be scary the amount of people running to the bank to just get their deposits back because people are losing... 50% of their deposits on Halloween and Ultraman right now. Now, this title is not non-refundable. So while they sold 500 through, do you think they sold 500 to customers? I don't. There's no way 500 are sold. But here's what's interesting with this company and these orders. Let's say 50 of these games go out and people start to play them and the reviews are not amazing. You've got 450 more people waiting for their game. Are they going to get a refund? Are they going to try to resell it? What happens when people see, which we know is going to happen, that this game is not going to increase in value? So if you really want a Legends of Valhalla, why would you pay $8,400? you are going to be able to get this pin for $7,400 or $7,000 in like six months. We know that. History has shown us that. Original IP games do not hold value at all. Look at Dialed In. You can get a Dialed In LE cheaper than a Legends of Valhalla. There is nothing in Legends of Valhalla next to Dialed In, but that's the way these original IP games go. They head south. There's a reason Ghostbusters is $20,000. It's not because it plays like crap, because it does play like crap. It's because it's Ghostbusters. That is why. That is the only reason why. And so we shall see the way this goes, but I do think the key learning they're gonna have is that if you asked for non-refundable deposits on Legends of Valhalla, how many actual orders would they have got? And then when are we gonna see Dennis Norman's next title? That is gonna be another original IP game. I don't believe in this original IP strategy. I don't think it's gonna work out. I've told David fix this. You got to mix it up. You can't go back to back on original IP games. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. All right. Next on our list is P3 Multimorphic. What's happening over at P3 Multimorphic? Not much. Not much. Um, the next thing to happen with this company will be Scott Denisi working on a new title with them. Now, where is the license theme that Jerry has been promising us? Don't know. Not sure where it is. I can guarantee you this. It is not going to be a license theme that's going to probably blow you away. Because after all these years, he has yet to put a hot license in his game. So we shall see. If I were Jerry, I would look at something in the world of like anime or cartoon to really utilize that screen. The problem with the big screen is simply this. You need to program for it. It is a nightmare having to program that and the screen and also animate it in a way that looks good. So we'll see what happens. I hope something comes out on this platform that makes all of us say, now we see 
the true potential of the P3 multimorphic. All right, let's talk about Dutch Pinball real quick. So not much to talk about with Dutch Pinball other than the fact that EAs are still patiently waiting for their games. My dream of seeing Barry design another game I don't think is ever gonna happen. This company has been around for seven, eight years and we're still trickling out the same game. It's a sad story. The game is really amazing to look at. The code needs some work. And the ultimate issue with the Big Lebowski is quality. When I go into the threads, it's a nightmare keeping these games working properly. And that's a problem, you know? And so if you own one, you probably don't want to play it too much. You're probably buying backups of everything because you know this company is not going to be around forever. It's still a sad tale. It's still the greatest world under glass since I've been covering pinball. And that is the Dutch pinball story. All right, Home Pin is next on my list. Where is Spinal Tap? So this is another one where they were contractually obligated to reveal Spinal Tap, right? They announced it, but then they didn't show anything. Now, I am telling you right now, I think when we see Spinal Tap, much like the movie itself, it's going to make all of us laugh out loud. It is. It's going to be, I think, a day late and a dollar short. I don't have confidence that Mike knows how to put a machine into the modern world that can be competitive with what's out there. And we shall see, but if those photos of the teaser are any indication of how the artwork's going to be, and it's just Photoshop dragged and dropped stuff, we're in for big trouble if we see this game. And not big trouble in Little China, but big trouble over at Homepin. All right, the Pinball Brothers. I have them next on my list with the Alien Remake. Are we going to see Queen Pinball from the Pinball Brothers? Here is my take on the Pinball Brothers, and I'm just going to go through them quickly. This is another game where they tried to remake all of Andrew Highway's mistakes, and they had some success doing it. The games are making their way out there, but it's another one. When you open up the thread, it's nothing but maintenance issues and quality issues, and I would be nervous going in on these machines. I would be nervous of long-term customer support, and it's just another one of these games, right? There's like this era of games. It's Alien, it's Big Lebowski, it's Predator, it's Cosmic Carnival. All these games came out around the same time and there's just no enthusiasm. There's no excitement, especially the companies that burned people. You can't forget this, people, that there are people that paid in full for Alien that never got it. Same with Big Lebowski. And seven years later, five years later, they're still waiting on their product. These companies will never really turn it around. They won't. It'll always be a dark cloud that hangs over these products. And if you want one, fine, but you got to be willing to lift the hood and do constant maintenance on these games. Now, one game you can't lift the hood on is Fathom. Where is Fathom? Haggis Pinball, the friendliest pinball company in the world, who told people way back in the middle of the summer, we were going to get Fathoms on the line in July. Let's count the months again. I love doing this. July, August, September, October, November. We're almost at December. So five months of no fathoms. By the end of the year, nobody will have a fathom. And the question remains is this. Why did Haggis take people's money? Why did they take people's money when they knew they didn't have any games on the line? So if you bought a fathom, 
how do you not worry a little bit about what's happened in the past? That your money has gone to funding them building the factory. It didn't go to buying the parts for your Fathom. Now, I don't know what Damien's spreadsheet looks like, but I do know history, and I do know that when a company takes pre-order money and the games aren't being built, that that money evaporates into other areas and doesn't go towards the games themselves. And then what happens is this. To make those games, they're gonna be in the red. There is no way around it. There is no way around it. And when you look at the factory, and when you look at the statements, how they scaled up, they have to be losing money. They have to be losing money. Now, do I think he's gonna get you your fathoms? Yes. Do I think the long-term viability of Haggis looks good right now? No, I don't because they started a pinball company during the worst period ever. And before they had games on the line, they took consumer money. And that's a no-no, and that's a no-no. And all the years of seeing how this has happened, there's never been a single company that's done this. Think about it, who's done this successfully? Taking this pre-order money and not run out of money. Every time someone does it, it ends in disaster. So why is it gonna be different this time because they're nice people? I mean, it's amazing to me. Andrew Highway was the biggest sweetheart. And those of you who know, know this. Whenever you got Andrew on the phone, when it came to taking money, he was the nicest man on the planet. He was the biggest sweetheart. Once he had your money, he wanted nothing to do with you. Okay, let's move on. We'll see what happens. Haggis knows that they need to get games on the line. And we're not talking about Celts. We're talking about Fathom. I think that covers off on everybody. I mean, Pinball Adventures is here, but who knows what's happening over there. We're never going to see Circus Maximus's like Pinball Circus or whatever, Kingpin. That's never happening. I mean, seriously, talk about bringing a game out too early. All right, everybody, this has been episode 629 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. It's good to be back on the big airwaves. There is going to be something I'm going to ask all of you coming up very soon. And no, it's not to join the Canadian club the twippies are happening they are back and so in december i know we're gonna make our way into the write-in for pinball podcast but if you've enjoyed all of my facebook lives and all of my streaming efforts i would love it if we could write in canada's saturday morning spectacular as favorite pinball streamer now i think this would be the most amazing occurrence in the history of pinball content creation that the greatest pinball streamer of the year didn't actually play a single game of pinball. Can we at least get in the top three with this? This would be amazing. This would burn the Canada haters so badly. But you have to admit, those shows are good. The Facebook Lives are fun. I mean, I actually enjoy doing Facebook Lives more than this because it's raw, it's real, it's in person, and we get to talk back and forth in real time. It's so much fun. And we get at least a 1,000 people watching every single one. So that's all I ask in December. When the write-ins happen, let's put in Canada's Saturday Morning Spectacular or Canada Facebook Live, however you guys want to do it, and let's try to get on that ballot for favorite pinball streamer. Everybody, 629, happy to be back, happy to be here. Hopefully, all of you had a great Thanksgiving. It's not going to be a very eventful December in pinball. The prices are going to go through the roof. Hold on to your wallet. Be patient. Use that money to spoil your kids, your wife. You're not going to be any cooler if you own a Ghostbusters LE for $22,000. In fact, most people will think you're a sucker if you buy a Ghostbusters LE for $22,500. And I get the guys 
guys who buy it are super rich, but they're not cool. It's not cool. You know what's cool? I was in the pinball before all these rich guys marched in and I was in the pinball and I got my collection for peanuts or I paid what Stern thought the game was worth. That's when it's cool is when you actually have the relationships and get the games for the right prices. But you know what? The sky's the limit. We haven't seen anything yet. These prices are going to go through the roof. Be patient and just listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast. It's free. This is free. All right. You don't have to spend any money or 22.5. You get to enjoy this and then you go about your day. Later, everybody. I guess you moved on really easily